This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, PlayStation Vita. Happy birthday to you. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe that just 11 years ago, God or Satan came down or up and said, you know what? We'll give you the greatest handheld known to man, the PlayStation Vita. And all of you motherfucking chumps said, I won't support it. I won't play it. This Uncharted is, is, isn't as good as that Uncharted. These Mod Nation racers load times are too long. I don't like these little cartridges. I miss UMDs. You all cursed us to having no PlayStation handheld. So I hope you're very, very happy. My name's Greg Miller. That is the roller skating game playing Janet Garcia. Hello, Janet. Yo, what's up? Can you believe it? 11 years. PlayStation Vita. No, it feels that doesn't feel like that much time, but yeah, eleven years. I don't mean, and I, I and I know a lot of people are saying, Greg, I've seen so much about the PlayStation Vita's anniversary today. I do we really need to beat the dead horse and talk more about the hit games like Unit Thirteen, all these other games that we were out there playing back in the day? Uh, I know it's all over Twitter right now. Uh, Bear, go ahead and throw it up. Sony Bend out there. Just doing God's work. God bless you, Sony Bend, of course. They tweeted out today an amazing little piece of art here for the 11th anniversary of Uncharted Golden Abyss. Uh, you know, of course, representing this little artwork of Nathan Drake. On this day, 11 years ago, a new adventure awaited Nathan Drake. Uncharted Golden Abyss, Abyss launched alongside the PlayStation Vita in North America in 2012, uh, bringing this beloved franchise to the portable platform. To all you treasure seekers out there, thanks for playing a gold heart. Thank you, Sony Bend. Uh, Barrett, if you want to click on the next link uh, there for everybody. Cel- oh, right. Nobody else is celebrating it. Just Sony bended us. Yep. That's all who remembered. Embarrassing. February 22nd, a day that should be living in the opposite of infamy. It should be famous. It should be applauded. It should be the new Christmas. But now do you want to celebrate it? It's a nice date. You got the, the 222. And then let's talk about that for a second. That PlayStation <laughs> says, listen, listen. Listen, we know we dropped the ball with the Vita. We know we launched it. We let it out there to die. We didn't support it. But what if for PlayStation VR 2, we also launched it on February 22nd? What if we also went back to this kind of anniversary day and said, we can get February 22nd right? So this is where the Matrix comes in, you know, where I was like, you ever see something? It's like, who wrote this out? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like, it's a little mm -hmm. suspicious. There, there's got to be something with the financials, you know what I mean, for putting out hardware, fiscal years, the yen. There's something tied up in that, Janet. We're going to get to the bottom of it today. We will. Hey, Janet, know. how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. I have my Vita cartridge. Uh, you uh, gift. Oh, God. I never know how to say the name. Just like you when you first found it. Yeah. L- Lumet. Lum. Oh, uh, Luminous. Luminous. Lumines. Luminous. Yeah, Luminous. Uh, yeah, Mimi Cry. Okay, anyway, Luminous. <laughs> I got it in my hand. I still haven't played it yet, admittedly, but it's here. 
And anytime I got this thing, char I keep recharging it because it dies and I charge it again. Because, you know, you got you got to stay ready, but I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. If we're showing cool ones here, I'll block my face, hopefully, and it'll actually focus. Yeah, that's my Gravity right. Rush review copy for Gravity Rush. It does look really wow. good. It does well, look they still cool. had to send you physical media, and they, couldn't, they didn't wait for it to be actually mass manufactured. Also, I am drinking coffee. You know, we had hey! a coffee tea, the coffee tea debate. I have to have at least one cup now that I'm on, like, the the rise out of being sick because I yeah. will get a headache otherwise. So, sure, 100%. here we are. Uh, on top of that, speaking of, here we are, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. A date that should be living in famousy, not infamousy. Uh, on top of that, if you're in a video listener, you might see, hey, wait a second. They're back from work from home. I'm at my house. Janet's at her house. Now, granted, Janet's always at her house. So that doesn't really change yeah. anything for you. But uh, in SF, we are getting rocked by a huge windstorm. Have you heard at all about this, Janet? A little bit. Only really through y'all. Um, it is... But it seems like you're going through a lot. God damn this year. ridiculous this year during the start of the year. But the windstorm, like, Yesterday as a Midwesterner who's been around tornadoes, and, and like, don't get me wrong, like, yeah, I've seen I've seen fucking wind and weather. It was like, I, we, we were like, I think the fence is going to blow down outside. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was making everything creak. There, we were in there the was studio a, yesterday and doing Remember Blank. And if you want to watch that, of course, on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, one of the dozens of exclusive shows you can get on Patreon each and every month. You will see at one point, Janet, you're talking, and both me and Blessing look at each other and kind of giggle. But it's like a scared giggle. Because <laughs> I was like, is the roof about to blow off the fucking studio? Yeah. Anyways, I thought you the, just didn't the, take Liberty City story seriously. Trees as, got blown down or something. Transformers got blown out of the water or something. There's no power at the studio right now in many parts of San Francisco. So we are working from home uh blessing is one in one of those parts that doesn't have power as well so janet thank you for answering the call i know of course you are sick yeah yeah you know ha happy to be here uh it's nice to be able to you know step in it's kind of like i think part of why i'm here it's like filling that gap and you know sure. aiding support so yeah it's nice to be able to help out and i'm I, people are saying it's windy here too i haven't i haven't noticed that but la again the weather's much more mild just generally sure, i think we have sure. some storms coming up though too um so you know Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've bullshitted about the PlayStation Vita, something you should have loved and supported a long time ago, but you chose not to, and that's fine. You can live your own life. But we have so much other news to cover, like Kirby reviews being in, Elden Ring sales being crazy, and the Evo lineup. We'll cover all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. There you can write any of your questions, comments, its concerns everything about the daily video game news of course if you're listening to the show each and every day and you're saying you guys are killing it it would mean a lot to us if you went to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free you can get those dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of content we only do on patreon.com slash kind of funny like the daily greg ways like uh, kind of feudy like the next gen podcast i could go on but i'll stop like janet's remember GTA Liberty City Stories on PSP that's available right now where you can go hear us talk about a great PSP game. Another handheld you didn't support enough. I digress. That's all on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Of course, you can support us by using the epic creator code kindoffunny when you're using the epic game store or when you're on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch playing one of those games like Rocket League or Fortnite. Just put it in. It doesn't cost you anything, and it makes us a couple bucks, and that's nice. However, to support Kind of Funny Games Daily for free, it's pretty easy. You can watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like OMG's is Live to Die is and Gleg Glegger, Glegger, 
G Ledger, maybe, but glug, no glug. glug Glug is over there. Uh, if you're watching live, you have to keep us honest. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody listening later on podcast services around the globe and watching on youtube.com slash kinda funny games. Housekeeping for you. A new episode of The Blessing Show is premiering this Monday right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. You can tune into it right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games Live because it's an episode you won't want to miss. Uh, on top of a new episode of that coming later, you have a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And of course, podcast services around the globe where we predict tomorrow's PlayStation State of Play. And yes, we will be live reacting to the State of Play on Twitch, on YouTube tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific. That will be followed by the Gamescast post-show analysis that you could get live on Twitch or YouTube later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or podcast services around the globe under the Gamescast feed. If that wasn't enough, action for you tomorrow tomorrow greg and stella i'm greg stella's not here uh, are hosting the 26th annual dice awards and you can watch it live on ign the awards are voted on by your favorite developers so this is the only award show where peers recognize peers you can catch it thursday night on ign and twitch and, and that's why i have a cool haircut huh? Ooh, i was really nice. letting it go for a long time i was gonna say Je you look really good today jen does such a good job with the haircut you know oh this jen, was jen. Yeah, when the wow. pand wow. pandemic happened, I was just I was a scruffy nerf herder there, and she had to take care of it. She got real good at it. I was gonna, you popped into the Discord calls like, is that a movie star popping in? Who's this? Just the host of the Dice Awards for the wow. seventh year in a row. Wow. Don't worry about it, everybody. Thank you. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! Nine items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. See, Jen, this is something you miss. You know, oh, the studio's great. It's this thing. It's amazing. You don't have to... Look at all the trash I can have in front of me as props. You know what I mean? Exactly. Would you like me to? Would you like me to use a Sharpie, Janet? Or would you like me to use a motorized crab? Because I have it all here ready to go. Don't worry about what I got over here. Don't worry about what I got. Don't put a poll in the chat. Sharpie or motorized crab? Thanks. Let's begin the Roper Report with number one, ladies and gentlemen. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe reviews are in, and we have your roundup. Right now over on Metacritic, it has an 80. Nintendo Life gave it a 9. PJ O'Reilly wrote, Kirby's Re Return to Dreamland Deluxe is a fantastic remake of one of our favorite Kirby adventures. With slick new visuals, some meaningful gameplay tweaks, and two excellent new modes to dig into, this is a big, loud, and colorful celebration of all things Kirby that should delight new and returning players alike. Magalore's epilogue is a surprisingly chunky addition to the core action that gives the campaign a nice boost. Whilst Mary Magolin uh, ensures that you, <laughs> I'm, I've never, this is like a Mad Libs. I've never heard no, crazy, any of these. Keep going. I've never heard. You never heard of Magalore? No, man. I don't. You know me, Magalore. Like, Barry, you watched that one. We did a. So if you don't know what kind of feud <laughs> is. Basically, it's Family Feud, but Blessing pulls you, the kind of funny audience. And there was one where named Kirby Games, and I could name zero. Okay, I, I was like, I was like Kirby, Kirby. I don't know fucking know what any of these are called. Uh, anyways, Mary Mary Magdalene, which sounds a lot like Mary Magdalene. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is Mary Magdalene hanging out with Jesus too. Ensures that you and your pals are kept busy with plenty of mini games, missions, and online challenges to best once you're done with the main story mode. It's another win for everybody's favorite pink puffball. Game Informer gave it an eight point. 
Uh, Brian Shea wrote, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is still an enhanced remaster of a 12-year-old Wii game, but it effectively brings forward one of the Pink Puffball's best outings. And for the record, too, man, I'll tell you right now, I read Pink Puffball in uh, PJ's thing, and I was like, damn, he's just calling him a Pink Puffball. Okay, Brian's doing it, too. Is this is this a well-known thing for Kirby? Everybody calls him the Pink Puffball? I, I don't know if it's... You if Nintendo it's people well, are weird. I'll if it's well-known, but I feel like Kirby definitely is prone to nicknames. Uh, again, I may be butchering that. I may be like a canonical nickname, but people call him like, you know... Yeah, I, th- I feel like he's been called the Pink Puffball like plenty of times. I believe like, Kirby it. Lends don't get me wrong, everybody. To- I fucking believe you. Yeah, just, you can just say you can say anything with Kirby. I think that's part of the fun, right? It's like it has so much history and playfulness. It's like this is just our little buddy. You know, call him what you want. He's just a little guy. Back yeah. to Brian. Uh, the pink bu- brings forward one of the Pink Puffball's best outings, complete with meaningful additions. The result is a game worthy of sitting in the Switch catalog next to last year's superb Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And then over at GameSpot, it got a seven out of ten. Steve Watts wrote. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe feels like a very complete package thanks to a remastered platformer campaign, substantial new Magalore epilogue, and smart new additions like Mecha Ability and Helper Magalore mode. You know, put some it respect might... on Magalore's name, all right? Because <laughs> I, you know, I've always thought about like I, I wish I got to do the nicknames, uh, the Pokemon where they pop them up. You can pop up Kirby people anytime, and I'll give you f- some fucking names for these people. Uh, it might. Be a little simple for some taste, but it's a grand. It is grand fun to get lost in such a sweet little adventure. Regardless, um, we have a copy of this. We weren't going to do a review for it because it was just you know a twelve year old Wii game or whatever. But we are streaming it Friday on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So look for it there, Janet. You of course do a great rundown over on your Twitch channel, Game Onesis, where you do Game of the Year Watch, where you play yep. things that you need to be this. Is this going to get a slot? Are you going to be playing Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe? No, because I, I wouldn't really count that for this because it's a remaster and not, not a remake. Real quick, so, I'm sorry. We're looking at this. Barry, this is Magalore? Yes. yes. All right. For I'll the record, honest, if you would have thrown they, this guy up, I would have been like, oh, he's from Final Fantasy. When they right? highlighted, and, you know, I play, I've played a lot of Kirby games, but not all. And when they highlight, they think they like kind of focus on this in the direct. When they highlighted Magalore, like, oh, and then you can be Magalore. But I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck about Magalore. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's not. I, I want to be Magalore. Maybe I'm just not hardcore enough, but I feel like Magalore is not putting asses in the seats. That's just sure. me. That's just my experience. Um, but I'm interested in checking Final this out. Fantasy. Barrett, I fucking 100% was. You're t- okay. 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 <laughs> Audio <laughs> listeners, pull the car over and open up YouTube because you got what I always thought of as like the scarecrow magician guy from Final Fantasy. Again, I don't know him. You know what I mean? I don't know him well. He's somebody. Sure. He's related to the Junkers from Star Wars. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Here. Utini. Yeah, those guys. He's, re- he's related jealous. to them. You Now show me Magalore. Because you you would have shown me these guys back to back, and I was like, oh, well, clearly this is the dude. When you see Magalore here, I'm like, oh, this is the chibi version of the Final Fantasy dude, but he's in the chibi version of whatever Final Fantasy thing we're talking about. No, agreed. Vivi, that guy's got a name. Vivi, he's not just a race of people. I thought he was. No, a, he's like a character. Oh man, I always assumed he was like a Jawa or what? What? what, what is that what I'm thinking of? Jawas? Yeah, you're uh, you know what? Jawas. You're just you're trying to dig stuck. up at this point, Greg, and I think it's just. Oh, it's I'm just not, best. Janet. I'm very much willing to put my entire <laughs> ass out there that I know shit go. about Kirby and a little bit more than shit about Star Wars, but not that much. If it was, if Cal Kestis <laughs> isn't talking to him, I don't know who the fuck they are. I will say I'm kind of interested in picking this up just because I don't fully. <laughs> Look at they're all related. They're all related. There's a 
there's a trope of like people in like hooded clothing and they have predominant eyes. Like that's just that that's just is what it is. it's going to be. What it's going to be. Um, I don't fully. Rem- OK, well, let's see. I didn't have a Wii because I hated the Wiimotes. Like I just skipped. It's the only Nintendo console I didn't own or ne- have never owned. So I that's haven't. Pop- Wait, so you bought the Wii U over the Wii? Yeah. I bought wow. the Wii U. I didn't buy the Wii. And then well, I had to you were young, freaking- right? You were young when the Wii was out, right? You were super young. I was young-ish. I was old enough to make my own choices, and I was old enough to look at that and be like, that is bullshit. And it's actually when I kind of took a pause kind of on gaming because motion controls were very in for that era. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then on the other side of things, like, you know, like PlayStation and everything else, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like everything's getting more, like, shootery and, like, first person. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is where I get off the train and this is like you're like i'm gonna go be an educator i'm gonna go be an educator (laughs) basically but i was i really was just not interested i did have to buy some freaking wiimotes because of the wii u of course made the idiotic decision to use old peripherals on new stuff anyway anyway the point is i didn't i didn't go to dreamland in this round so i'm like you know what maybe this would be worth my while especially with people comparing it to i think like brian shea is saying that oh this is a worthy game standing alongside kirby in the forgotten land now i'm not expecting Kirby and the Forgotten Land levels of quality, but I feel like, okay, if this can be good enough, as long as it's not whack, like that's kind of good enough for me for a Kirby game. Most of those games I do enjoy, you know, Kirby Planet Robobot, Kirby's Epic Yarn I liked. Um, I'm just hoping this isn't uh, Kirby Star Allies I didn't like, you know, so I'm kind of like, I'm not sure if that's, this is more Star Allies or Epic Yarn kind of territory of quality, Um, but I'm down to check it out. So this is probably one I'll get around to, but I'm not rushing because it is just a remaster. It's kind of like, this is nice to have, but it's not really moving the needle in terms of, I think, our annual conversations on games or, you know, a conversation that's beyond, hey, what am I playing on Switch or what's new on Switch kind of thing. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, I'm in the same boat of like, you know, Kirby just doesn't move the needle for me. I did not play uh, Dreamland when it originally was on the Wii either because the Wii was a great system, Janet. All right. And we was like, we was the siren song for me to come to Nintendo where I was like, oh, this is doing something different and I don't need uh, a fancy TV and I don't need See, it, brought, it brought in the wrong kind of people. That's the thing. So you can't Dude, it brought in my mom and you're 100% right. I, I was like, Greg's kind of here? Let me, let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is my son to peace out uh, i have a question about reviews from james who wrote into kind of funny.com slash kfgd and says good morning kfgd crew and fans that's for you fans reviews and reviewers yeah i know fans and reviewers mentioned that fanboys slash fangirls use review scores for childish console war talk dot 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 do you think reviewers could consider stop scoring reviews and could gamers consider stop asking for scores in order to try and lessen this practice? Why complain about an issue when both parties continue to score slash ask for scores? I thought this was an interesting one, especially on the back of Kirby, because of course, if you were to remove the scores, I think from all these reviews, they actually all read about the same, except the GameSpot is two points below where Nintendo life was. And granted, I'm reading the end paragraph of all these, the synopsis is the conclusion. So Steve Watts has a whole bunch of words explaining why he's a seven and so does PJ on why he's a nine. But I thought it was interesting to bring in here because, yeah, of course, scores are a whole thing. Janet, in the year of our Lord and Savior, PlayStation VR 2 2023, where are you with review scores? Um, I'm, I'm down for review scores. I know that like a lot of people want review scores to be gone because it allows for, you know, a more focus on the writing and the words being spoken. I feel like people are going to complain about stuff either way and i also think we'll never do away with review scores completely so all we do is lose like more of established uh i think players and and critics in the space kind of offering that to 
I get a sense, right? I don't think review scores are, it's funny, especially playing in Fantasy Critic and looking at like Open Critic or even just casually looking at Metacritic for, you know, when we do our uh, Remember Blank and things like that and really thinking about, huh, this landed here. Interesting, because I might think this or I'm, you know, I might, oh, I thought it'd be higher. I thought it'd be lower. Or I would have done that. You know, it's never going to be perfect, but yeah. I personally like review scores. Like I do them at my own outlet, Pen to Pixels, because I feel like for me, I like the challenge as a writer of forcing myself to pick a lane. Um, and that's what I enjoy as a writer. Like I could easily not do a review score. I could do whatever I want. Like it's, you know, I'm like, no one's reading this. It's, I'm, I'm doing what I want <laughs> to get my point across. But I feel like the review score ma- forces me to sit, like boil it down. And I think for me personally, that's something I enjoy in criticism in general. Not everyone may feel that way. And I think if you want to do your, you know, your review and your essay or however you want to couch it and not put a score, that's totally fair and fine. I think there's plenty of validity to that. If you want to take like the Eurogamer route, I think is interesting where they just kind of do recommended, not recommended. Um, There's so many ways to do it. For me, I enjoy the review score because it does boil it down. And while that can be problematic, if you want to be problematic with it, I like allowing people to consume my content in whatever way they see fit. If you're scrolling to the bottom, like here's the thing, and I'm a writer, I, I read plenty of things. I'm not gonna lie. I've reviewed to the I've I scroll the bottom all the time. Like I think that's just human nature of wanting to get 100%. the boiled down quick hit thing. You might not always have to, you know for these roundups and things. You might not always have time. You kind of just want to get a sense stuff like that. I think there's benefit to it, um, but I think it's also fair if you don't want to join that. But to that extent, it's why I like all these different review formats. You know, there's written reviews. Like over here, we do podcast conversation formatted reviews alongside sometimes specifically made TikTok slash reels slash shorts reviews that might be written aside from that or sometimes we just pull it from the show like i think there are so many what you know i've done tweets about games and people are like oh this is your review and i'm like i I don't see this my review but like again there's so many ways to go ahead and do it i think choose the medium and the style that feels like the best way to communicate what you want to communicate and how you want to do your craft of course unfortunately since things are you know it's a team sport at a lot of like editorial places it might not be up to the writer whether or not there's scores on their review oh, it's like no, the editorial the writer's hands. right yeah it's editorial policy determined usually by whoever's heading up reviews in combination with like other you know key players and things um but yeah that's kind of where i land on it what about you it's always an interesting one you know i've been doing this a long time as you always point out i'm very old and this is you know year 16 of actually doing this as my profession and i've gone full circle on it all around you know what i mean like i've changed my mind a million different times on yeah. it i think the one thing that i is never received would never be received well uh but i'll say it anyway because i'm greg goddamn miller right is the fact that i like scores um i think they are a great window into it i think when i was more anti-scores and saying oh well, i write all these words i wish you would read all these words that was um a fool's errand it's basically yeah. what you're saying too right of like there's you are going to serve so many people, whether you're at IGN or whether we're at kind of funny and we're making, you know, a two hour long, hour and a half long, hour, 15 minute review, 45 minutes. It doesn't matter how long it is. You're never going to get everybody to listen to everything. You're never going to get everybody to read everything. They just want to know a boiled down thing of what it is. And that's what they want to run with it. And even when we weren't doing review scores, that kind of funny, and we would give these long reviews, they would pull one quote from it and be like, oh, Greg hates this game because of this. Yep. Like, what are you talking about? There's so many, I talk so much more so broadly about this. And, you know, to the question here, which is a fun one, I think, from James, talking about fanboys and fangirls, right? And this childish console wars. It also is very much, and I'm not I'm not trying to dunk on anybody about it, don't get me wrong, of like it is very much a childish game to play. It is very much a child's thing to do. 
Like I think when I was younger and it was very much like I would read, and I don't mean like a kid, obviously I mean, you know, early, you know, in college or whatever, reading stuff like you'd rally around this and want to have a thing and blah, blah, blah. And now that like, you know, I have a job and people to take care of both at work and at home and all these different things. Like the last thing on my mind that I give a flying fuck about, right. Is if people think I like PlayStation or Xbox more than one another, or if I, you know, like, do I care what one of these other big corporations is going to, going to do to one of the other big corporations when it gobbles it up? Like there's a people cost that and all these different things. And yada, 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 maybe I'm getting a bit out of my lane because I'm trying to keep it about review scores, but it really comes down to, I don't understand. I get, I understand cause I've been there, but I don't, understand how other people at this point can't understand like hey here's what we think of playstation vr well here's why i'm gonna throw it back in your face and try to tell you why you're wrong and yeah it's like dude just take the opinion and go on if you don't agree with it totally i get it like i understand that you're psyched for it and you don't want to do it or whatever but it's like you're also somebody who doesn't have it yet arguing with me based on something else somebody else said or what you want to believe about it or wherever it went it's like i get being fired up about it but you do that and i just mute you on twitter because i'm not i'm i said my piece I'm not looking to engage with every human being about this. I'm looking for the games and what I'm doing to justify and influence my opinion so that I can give it to you, my audience. You're the one choosing to follow me. You're the one choosing to come in and engage with the review or the show. Like, it again, it doesn't matter what score we give it or anything else. Like, that is still going to always be the case because we're out here giving our opinions. And I think the overwhelming majority of Kind of Funny's uh, community that engages and does this, does the normal thing, which is to hear it and go, that's an interesting opinion. I have agreed with Greg and Janet about X and Y or disagreed with them about this, or I never agree with them, but I respect their opinion. And I think for me, it's always, you know, especially as I start thinking about, you know, Ben going to school and, and even to get away from Ben because he's so young. Poe's son uh, loves Fortnite. He's, he's streamed with us before, right? And when Poe was here last, he was talking about like, dude, you might have to have a conversation with him because, you know, all he wants to do is play Fortnite. And Poe's had the conversation where, you know, his son's like, Greg plays video games and pose like, yeah, Greg went and got a degree and did all this work and went to school. Like he's not just playing games. And I think I can't wait for Ben to get to that point where he's like, has to do his first persuasive essay or whatever. And mm -hmm. be like, you understand that this is my job. Like, it's not about, did I like or not like the game? It's about, I have an opinion and I need to be able to back it up. And did I say enough and explain enough of where I'm coming from for the audience to go, I agree with it or don't agree with it, but I respect it. And I understand how he came to that thing. Like, that's powerful and that's way more powerful than a score and no matter what people are going to use them or not use them scores to fight about stupid things on the internet yeah and i think just to like close it out like because i yeah, i totally agree with that where there's so much that goes into what makes up a review um and you know a score whether you have one whether you have a term whether you have not any of that uh is still part of it you know you still have your ending graph which usually is where you're trying to sell up your ideas anyway. So there's always some type of Which is what I just steal every, every, every review yeah. roundup. Just I mean, however, you got to like, that's, that's where you have to like, you know, have that whole summation. I mean, it's the general structure. Obviously, people might deviate from that for, you know, creativity's sake or just to change it up. But usually opening, closing, it's like if I only read those two, I can get a sense of what you're going to be talking about or what you have talked about. Um, but I think the other thing too, you know, speaking of Fool's Aaron, there's never going to be anything that totally stops console war stuff, that stops trolls, oh, yeah. that stops internet. You know, like you really can't control that. Um, I think the best you can do is, you know, do your best to communicate whatever. Like I've definitely read stuff from what I would consider hate comments or troll comments where I'm like, you know, I do wish I clarified this a little more because I feel of like course. there are generally some people that might not, that might genuinely be mistaken. But then of course there's, I also know there's some people where I could say, eight times over this one line and they still would be like 
why didn't they do that? It's like I had explained it, but it's you know. We talk about um, this on PS I Love You, right? Where it's like, yeah, exactly. Bless, Bless went to stream PSVR with me yesterday, and like somebody responded to the kind of funny tweet. Oh, he's gonna hate doing this since he hates VR, and it's like. He's, I had a good. He's like, I had a great time with the tech. I just didn't love the games, but it's okay. And it's like the way people want to twist what you say or do all the time. Like it's the same thing for a reviewer versus the same thing about people who want to just be fanboys or fangirls. It's like whatever you say or do is going to be twisted and used against you for the other person to make their point. So fuck them. Oh man, oh, what, yeah, a great time. what a great moment that was. Last <laughs> the box. I, I can't tell you I how many times that. I watched that last night just in hysterics because I, I'm no, there's no bigger Greg Miller fan than Greg Miller, but I digress. Number two on the Roper Report, there is a lot of big Elden Ring fans, and that's because Elden Ring has sold more than 20 million copies. Uh, of course, Barrett, there's a tweet, I can if you can throw it up there, from the old Elden Ring saying, thank you, 20 million tarnished, and it doesn't say maidenless, but maidenless. Uh, our heartfelt thanks for your support and companionship on this journey, the tweet reads, saying 20 million tarnished. Uh, a little bit of context comes from IGN and Anthony Wood. The announcement came just days before Elden Ring's one-year launch anniversary on February 25th in a tweet from the game's official account and in a company statement on Bandai, Bandai, Bandai Namco's website. Uh, we last heard of Elden Ring sales figures in June last year when it had sold 16.6 million units, but the holiday push and perhaps the slew of Game of the Year awards pushed it over the 20 million figure. The figure also comes without a major expansion as no story DLC has yet been announced for Elden Ring. Though, the game's creator, Hideki Miyazaki, uh, has hinted that more content could come this way to the lands between. Teasing, quote, we have several more things we want to do, end quote. Janet. We're nearly there to the one-year anniversary of Elden Ring. Okay. February 25th. Today, February 22nd, they announced 20 million copies sold. Over here, they're showing, uh, Barrett's showing, I, I can't, it's, it's the Fantasy Critic, yep. where I'm assuming yep. I have the unannounced Elden Ring DLC. Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Do you, Janet Garcia, want to make a pizza bet right now with me, Greg Miller? Ooh. That tomorrow, at the PlayStation State of Play, they will announce Elden Ring DLC. Wow. Uh, sure. Because okay. they're not going to. Right, There's good. no way. Pizza handshake, pizza virtual. I feel handshake. like there's no way. Also, this is this feels like a cursed moment though. But whatever. No, I'm gonna say no. It's, this is always the fun thing about making eight hours of video content every day. If we're wrong, no one fucking remembers this or cares. If we're right, oh my god, we're the smartest people on the goddamn. So, uh, Jeff Grubb says thirty things remember. a day. Jeff Grubb says thirty things a day, and then he gets one right a year. People are like, oh my god, let's fall off this guy's feet. Sure. So yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> also, um. <laughs> Shout out to Elden Ring because one, I think it's funny that we're both here for like this news story because we don't. We're the people. Ring. We're the two but, people that come here like Elden Ring wasn't our thing. So yeah. But I do still have it installed. So who's to say? And this was after like I think I've deleted it twice already, but it is still installed. And I thought about maybe playing it yesterday. I know it doesn't sound very strong, but it's because my sister-in-law was off yesterday from work, and I was like maybe I should suggest that we play some Elden Ring because she was playing it and she was enjoying it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to redownload it. We can, you know, learn together and da da da. But then I ended up playing like Potion Craft instead. And then she just, we got, and ended up playing Potion Craft as well. And that's what we played. And I'm like, this is much more my wheelhouse also, but it's there. Um, let me know in the chat. What are you lying to yourself about right now on your console? Because we all have those games installed where it's like, oh no, I'm getting to this. I'm the Miles Morales. The Platinum's around the corner for me. It's been there for like, since the game came out and i've just left it there that's why i got more storage 
so I could lie further. Okay, log in and re-download Fortnite. Loji Nation I, says yeah. Cyberpunk. Oh my God. Uh, Justin yeah. says Horizon. Lexi Gunner says Sifu. Oh yeah, JoJo says Deathloop. If you haven't touched Deathloop, oh. you're not coming back for that. Forbidden West, Kana, it's going fast now. Bug Snacks, yeah. Hitman. Uh, that's Elden Ring for me. The Last of Us again. Elden Ring and returning to Cyberpunk. I saw some uh, Days Gone there too. Days Gone's another one that I'm awesome. like, okay, no, 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 I don't have it installed, but like Isaiah said, he's down to play it and he started it. And I'm like, I need you to finish this game because I only got like technically halfway through it. There's like a you know, thing that happens in the middle or like back half or whatever. And I, I, like, I want to see the rest. And sure, I could YouTube it, but it's like, I, I want to see you play it that's what i want but i don't know if that's going to happen so we'll see we will see janet you might not be the biggest elden ring fan but i'm pretty sure you're excited about the mario movie number three on the oh, Roper yeah. report you're getting one more mario movie trailer nintendo tweeted about his own little direct about it join us at 2 p.m pacific on march 9th for the world premiere of the super mario brothers final trailer no game information will be included in this nintendo direct and hashtag super mario movie some, some flavor from GameSpot, of course, if you didn't know. Mario is voiced by Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, and Peach is played by Anna Taylor Joy or Anya Taylor Joy. What the fuck did you knock over back there? <laughs> um, uh, Mario branded water bottle to grab my gotcha. Mario plush. Fair so. enough. Uh, the rest of the cast includes Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Jack Black as Bowser, and Charlie Day as Luigi. Following a delay from holiday 2022, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie is now on schedule to release April 7th, 2023. The animated film is produced by Illumination, the company behind the Despicable Me and Minions franchises, and is directed by animation veterans. Uh, the screenplay was written by Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Mario as a producer on the film. I'm excited about this. But I, I, you know, as as being a Sega kid, I don't have the Nintendo nostalgia. Like I think the movie looks, the, tra the trailers look great. It looks like it's got a great sense of humor. I'm looking forward to it. But I don't know if I'll rush to the theater to see it, Janet. I'd like to rush. Yeah. I'd probably. I don't know if I'm. I don't know how rushed I'll be if I'm gonna like try to like be there at. I was gonna say launch, but that's really more game terminology. But you know, yeah. when for the second it drops, I'm not sure about that part. Just because like. I don't know scheduling or whatever like do I care that deep but uh, I'm very excited to watch it I think um, it has when it first got announced it was kind of like oh how are they gonna do this and now it's like okay the pieces are kind of starting to come together and I feel like no matter what there'll be some enjoyment I get out of it even if holistically it's not like the greatest film ever also I don't know who's in charge of this but it's not too late to invite me to the premiere hit me up i would love to see i would love to see it early i would love to see this movie i'm seeing the movie regardless um but yeah i'm really excited about it i think they have a lot of there's a lot of joy that i think they're infusing into this a lot of fun little easter eggs and i'm really enjoying just like the look of the animation um sure it feels like i mean it's such a tough task too because i think when you think of mario again story does not come to mind for mario games but it seems like just with the marketing lead up i feel like they have picked a lane and they're in that lane and i think they're gonna like rock it well so i'm excited to to see how this all pans out um it is funny that they have the no game information included because of course you do have to mention that because otherwise people will be like do you think this could be everybody's the, like where the fuck is a mario give, game yeah give me mario game the mario movie the game movie you know like why yeah. not i will do say it. i'm a little Pull bit um, clank move. exactly i'm a little bit sad that no matter how good this movie is it's not gonna win uh keely's best game adaptation thing last because that's gonna be last of us yeah you never but know you know what you never know i'm gonna be there so i'm excited well 
April 7th is very, very close. And so, ladies and gentlemen, is Evo. And we now have the lineup for games there. This is number four on the Roper Report. Luke Riley at IGN reports, the 2023 roster for this year's Evo Fighting Game Tournament has been revealed with Capcom's Street Fighter VI set to make its debut in the wake of its official launch this June and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 making a high-profile return. Uh, a total of eight fighting games will be featured in competition at Evo 2023, and here they are. Street Fighter VI on PlayStation 4 from Capcom. Guilty Gear Strive on PlayStation 4 from Arc System Works. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate on PlayStation 4 from Warner Brothers Entertainment. Uh, Tekken 7 on PlayStation 4 from Bandai Namco. The King of Fighters uh, 15 on PlayStation 4 from SNK. Uh, Melty Blood Type Lumi Lumia? Lumia. Why, what is this? I got to see this. What a day for names. Can you get me this one? Lumina, no, I believe, is the, the word Lumina? There. Yeah. Melty Blood Type, though? That sounds, that sounds... Is it fun? Is it is it goofy? I don't know. We'll find, find out. out. PlayStation 4 from Lazenagle. Lazenagle? Lazenagle. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. And then I was like, Greg, it's Dragon Ball Fighters. They shouldn't have made the Z capitalized. I'm sorry. That's on them. PlayStation 4 from Bandai Namco. And then Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on PlayStation 4 from Capcom. Quote, we are excited to once again feature an incredible lineup of fighting games at EVO 2023 and are thrilled to be including our first EVO throwback tournament with Marvel Cap... I'm sorry, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom uh, 3, said EVO General Manager Rick uh, Thinner uh, in a statement. Quote, this year, we're establishing $25,000 minimum prize pools for each tournament in our lineup and continuing our efforts to improve the EVO event experience for players and fans, end quote. Oh, this I thought it was going to be like Gang Beasts. When you're talking about Melty, I was like, oh, it's going to be crazy. Mm. This is crazy anime, which is yeah, good. This, this is this not... something like uh, Blessing would like, I think. Oh, bl Blessing's all over this entire lineup. Yeah. Just like if his, all, power, all if his internet news. wasn't out, man, he'd be here right now going, hey, guys. Ooh-wee. Yep, 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 yep. Evo 2023 is scheduled to hit Las Vegas's Mandalay Bay casino, uh, Resort and Casino on August 4th through the 6th, 2023. Janet, it's another one where... Start training now. <laughs> <laughs> How long would it take us to get good enough to compete in this? I think you just pay the, the fee you get in, right? So we can just do that. Just we show... Just, just show up? Un first time playing? Kick off the dust? Hey man, you never know. Yeah, I I remember playing a lot of Mortal Kombat too. I'm sure the combos carry over. I digress. <laughs> Number five on the Roper Report. More up our alley, Janet. Uh, Resident Evil 4's yeah. uh, PlayStation VR 2 update. Uh, we have it for you. Development has started. This is Marcus Stewart over at Game uh, Game Informer. Uh, PlayStation VR 2 launches today. And he didn't put this in here, but of course, on the Vita's birthday, I don't know why they left that out, and the new VR version of Resident Evil Village alongside it. However, fans have wondered about the status of the previously announced PlayStation VR 2 port of the upcoming Resident Evil 4 remake that was briefly teased last year. Capcom has finally broken its silence with a small update. In a press release, Capcom states that development has officially begun on Resident Evil 4's VR mode. Additionally, this update will be released as free DLC. Unfortunately, Capcom doesn't provide a release window, but if the studio has only now commenced serious work on the mode with RE4 a month away from its launch, it seems unlikely that PlayStation VR 2 owners will be gunning down uh, Ganados in the headsets on day one. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Resident Evil 4 launches on March 24th and is Game Informer's cover story this month. It's one of those, there's a couple different threads to pull out on this one. Sure. Number one, both kind of ridiculous and then kind of awesome that 
kind of ridiculous that they're just starting work on the VR port, but kind of awesome they're telling you that. You know what I mean? Like for something that got announced and was teased a long time ago, you're like, oh, okay, well, blah, blah. and then to hear, all right, we're just starting it. I want to be like, ah, but it's like, well, you had to finish the game. It has started, but it definitely isn't like it's underway. They didn't say yeah. well underway. So I do get that. It it feels like it is or in its earlier stages, but yeah. I don't necessarily think that it means they just like, like today when you ask like, Oh shit, let me let me let me tab out here and get going. But yeah, it does sound like it is fairly <laughs> All right, we early. This in time to move on to this. They're like, oh shit, I totally forgot about it. It's like when they're like, hey, did you finish that thing? Oh yeah, I just started. Right on, I'm on top of it. Yeah, don't worry about it. We have a thing on. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, see, so the tweet from the Biohazard official Japanese account, translated by Google, says sure. VR mode of Resident Evil RE4 has started development. So again, has started. So I think yes. it's super early. Anyways, yeah. Though, my point being, I, I mean, with the game coming out in March and PlayStation VR launching today, be like, oh, man, I wish there was this had been a little bit further along, but I understand finish the game. But I also think it's cool that they're telling you about it. And to get even further from that, I mean, shout out to Capcom for actually, in Resident Evil as a franchise, for actually supporting VR and PlayStation VR. To have Village ready to go at launch is huge. I am still excited to try that one out uh, when I get back from DICE. Uh, and then I'm even more excited since I didn't love Village to play RE4, which is a game I did like. I'm super excited for this remake because I loved RE2 remake so much. Uh, I The fact that I'll eventually have a VR mode for it is pretty dope. Yeah, Resident Evil has definitely become like a... I wouldn't say weird in the sense that, oh, it doesn't make any sense, but like it has become the sort of mainstream cornerstone for vr especially i think on the playstation front like when you reflect on the history of the overall experience of psvr1 even if you didn't play um seven biohazard because i i didn't because i'm too scared no way i played the game but not in vr that's what i meant so good of you like, that's what i'm saying not, oh my god and also too i forgot how how scary that game is because i you know played it basically right when it came out marathoned it in like a day or two hadn't played it since Isaiah started because I'm like it's such a good game. It's like one of my favorite. It's like so good. It's like the best. It's like it's up there in like Resident Evil history. Like you got to play it. And he started and he was like, Nah, I can't. I can't do this. Like I he and, and then I'm like, you know what? Honestly, watching you play it, I kind I kind of get it. Like I it was scarier than I remember <laughs> it being. And it's so funny. Like him walking around. There, he's like, Do I get a, Do I get a weapon? Do I get Do I get anything? I'm like, You look at so just keep going. You know, go through the door. You know. Um. But yeah, I think this is definitely gonna be. Um, a win when it does drop again, like you said, it would have been nice if it, if it coincided exactly with it launching, but at the same time, we're still going to need the game later. You know what I mean? Like it'll 100%. still be a win whenever it comes out. Um, and yeah, like I'm, ex you know, I'm excited about this too, because I actually never finished RE4. I started it on the right. switch. Um, and I liked it. I liked what I played, but I just didn't continue. I think it's, I think cause around that time too, like a lot of the, you know, remake stuff was kind of like down the pipeline or in conversation or rumored at least. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll just come back later when this actually drops. So it'll be my first time playing it. Um, I've played a lot of old Resident Evil just through the remakes that they've had because they've had yeah. a lot of them. Like it's how yeah. I played two for the first time. I didn't end up hitting up three because frankly, people weren't like super hot on three anyway. I'll get to that at some point. I was let down by it yeah so um and not the remake aspect of it just the i never played resident evil 3 so i was like yeah. oh man i love resident evil 2 exactly it. oh, it's like okay well it's like the remake wasn't fine but it's also kind of reminds people that the, the game wasn't exactly you know moving heaven and earth for people i think in a lot of ways so um yeah i'm enjoying my very like weird not machete order because it's not it's not going in any like sensical order but i went from like in the modern era seven to two 
to eight and i'm going to four so i don't know that that's got i'm sure i'm not alone in doing that order because i think for so many people like that was an entry point but um yeah i'm excited for this we'll see how long how far when do you expect this like when do you think if you had to guess when this would come out what is your guess well when i mean I'd want to go off of Village, but that doesn't even count, right? Because, of course, they're timing it for PlayStation VR 2. You would hope a year, you know what I mean? But I, would, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if that's actually reasonable, again, because you were talking sure, about... Sure, because I'm not sure how far along they are. Yeah, exactly. You know, how what, far along they are. To do. Yeah, what lessons they learned from doing the, diff, the Resident Evil 4 VR for Quest that obviously isn't the remake version of it, so there's a whole yes. bunch of stuff there. Uh, what they have to do, I and mean, I'm not a developer, obviously, which has been proven many times, so like I don't know... I. My hope would be that, but again, if I don't know, where are they? What does it really mean? What are they actually yeah. starting with? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's impossible to know. What is possible to know is that we couldn't do Kind of Funny without your support on patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. If you went there right now, of course, you get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You could get the ability to watch all of our podcasts record live, except when there's review embargoes. Of course, you could get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of shows over there like kind of beauty and greg way and a whole bunch of other cool merch and stuff but i digress what i'm saying is patreon.com slash kind of funny is very cool and you should go there but you didn't go there jack so here's a word from our sponsor shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode remember those new year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to well HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Unless the winds of February blow once again, the power is back on at the studio, which means that right after this, I'm on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Andy and Mike will be playing some Atomic Heart showing off all the NVIDIA GeForce DLSS 3 goodness. Go hang out with the boys and watch a really pretty video game. Of course, if you missed that live, you can get it on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like all our streams after the fact.
But for now, take a breath. We'll get through the next two as fast as we can. Because if you're anything like me, you're so fucking sick. And, you're like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. I'm fucking over it, but whatever. Number six. Let's talk about Microsoft and NVIDIA real quick, okay? This is Jordan Serrani over at IGN. We talked briefly. This was breaking yesterday where, you know, Xbox or Microsoft confirmed that they were going to work for 10 years with Nintendo or whatever. And then at the end of it, NVIDIA like got announced as well. But we said we'd come back to it. We're going to talk about it really quickly and then talk about a PlayStation thing. And then we're going to get the hell out of here. Don't worry about it. All right, everybody, calm down. Janet, calm down. Sure. Microsoft has inked a 10-year deal to bring all of its PC games to NVIDIA's GeForce Now streaming service, including Activision Blizzard's games, should Microsoft's acquisition of the publishing giant go through. The deal is yet another step by Microsoft to assuage the concerns of regulators over its spending uh, $69 billion in this acquisition. Quote, the partnership delivers increased choice to gamers and resolves NVIDIA's concerns with Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, the company wrote on its website. NVIDIA, therefore, is offering its full support for regulatory approval of the acquisition, end quote. The new deal will allow GeForce Now users to stream Xbox PC games purchased through the Windows Store, Steam, and Epic Games Store. The announcement comes on the heels of a similar deal Microsoft signed with Nintendo, which ensures Call of Duty will come to Nintendo devices the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. The NVIDIA deal differs in that it encapsulates all of Xbox PC games, not just Call of Duty, and is notable considering GeForce Now is a direct competitor to Microsoft's own cloud gaming service. Microsoft previously made the same 10-year Call of Duty commitment to Valve, though Gabe Newell said in a, form, a formal agreement, quote, wasn't necessary. The deal is also extended to Sony, though the PlayStation parent company has declined to sign as it continues to push back against the acquisition. Uh, these commitments are an appeal to regulators' primary concerns about Microsoft making Activision Blizzard's biggest game, namely Call of Duty, exclusive to Xbox, a move they argue would stifle competition and therefore harm consumers. Janet, does any of this shock and or surprise you? No, I mean, I think we've been like kind of like you mentioned where it's like, all right, here, here we go again, like more details on this. Like it's been really drawn out. Um, so like we, we're going to keep seeing like different deals, different back and forths, anything to try to like get this Activision Blizzard thing finalized and say, OK, well, what what can help kind of grease the wheels of that and kind of get this to go through? So this this back and forth is going to be going on for some time, I think. What about you? No, of course not. Like, I, as I've been saying pretty much the entire way on this, right? Like, this deal is going to happen. I, I don't think it'll be stopped. And the way it's going to happen is a bunch of this. You go to the negotiating yeah. table, you come back with these kind of agreements, and you figure your way out of it, right? Where you're like, cool, this is what's going to happen with it, yada, yada, yada. The one thing I found not surprising, but a pat on the back to IGN.com's Ryan McCaffrey. Phil Spencer put up the tweet saying, we've signed the deal with NVIDIA. I think this is what broke yesterday during the show, right? We're committed to bringing those games to more people, however they choose to play. Ryan McCaffrey responded on Twitter and said, now do native Game Pass support for Steam Deck. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go get Game Pass on Steam Deck. Let's. I love my Steam Deck so much, and I would love to just not have to jump through the hoop to go into the little thing to get the thing to do. Like, fuck no, let's just get it in there. And this would be so in line with what they're trying to do right now. And... Again, with what Xbox's mission, I do think is of, hey, we want to be everywhere and we want to be cool. Yeah, I think, too, like it really makes sense for them to do that. Like, and that's something I'm hoping to see as well, because, again, it's about clicking the Microsoft's like attitude and kind of approach to how they go about their business is it's about clicking the Xbox icon, not necessarily about selling a specific piece of hardware or having you play like in a certain way. Right. They're trying to provide like, hey, no matter what you're doing, 
you're doing this on Xbox through Game Pass, through whatever, and you have that association, um, regardless of where you choose to play. And yeah, I think it being on Steam Deck would be like such a win. Um, it's funny too, because like Isaiah just got like his Steam Deck to work where he's playing like PlayStation ga- like games off his, like kind of using it as like remote play sort yeah, of, yeah, but like, yeah. So, and it was funny because I like I, I don't know what the hell's going on with that Steam Deck. Like he has one, like I don't have one, but I use his sometimes. Um, I haven't used it very much because I haven't been that interested of it in it. But I was like, oh, you know, I want to dig into Potion Craft. Let me play it on this. And when I booted it up, it was like now closing some whatever the hell. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. I just want to get to like you know my, wherever my games are. Like it's still very much um, has that hardcore factor to it. And I think it having something. Also, just like as simple as boom, it's the Game Pass icon. You click it. It's idiot proof. The more idiot proof you can also get the Steam Deck, the more I think viable and appealing it'll be to an even wider market. Not that's not already seeing success. So I feel like really it would just be such a win for everybody involved. But, you know, we'll see if that ever ends up coming to fruition. But I think that would be super cool to have. 100%. Yeah. Steam Deck's great. I'm sorry. you have you. Have, trust me. You should just get in. Steal it away from them. Play for a while, it, it, it'll become second nature. I'm warming up to it now, like like with Potion Craft, where I was like, you know what, I want to play. Obviously, I don't want to sit at my desk, and, and that one's also on um, Game Pass as well. But I believe I started on Steam already, so I'm like, okay, cool. Keep it going. You, you put a pil- you put a pillow under there, and you really don't notice that it's like that's the main thing. It's heavy. It's kind of bulky for me. Sure. Um, but it's like well, I, I lean all my handhelds. Yes, I'm small, and I lean all my handhelds usually against a, a pillow or a squishmallow or something underneath. Um, and it did take a while to like get a sense of, you know, the UI, all the buttons, it has extra buttons on the back and stuff. I'm like, okay, where, where is everything? But once I got acclimated to that layout and how to play it, I'm like, okay, cool. This works really well. I really enjoyed my time. Battery life could be a little longer, but course, it's like, all right, I'm course. not supposed to play for that long anyway, I guess, whatever. Go natural outside. Break it's thing. like the old Wii telling you to go outside. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, okay, well, now it's the classic, like, oh, I kind of like that. It, just, it doesn't last that long because now I can take a break. But I really did enjoy my time with it, and I could see myself getting my own, but as of now, I'm kind of glad to have access, but not ownership just yet for me, but we'll Understandable. see. Understandable. Uh, number seven on the Roper Report is jumping back into this whole pool that we're trying to get out of, but hear, hear me out, all right? Meanwhile, in this whole thing, PlayStation apparently has Call of Duty until 2024. This is Eddie at GameSpot. For years now, Sony has paid Activision for a Call of Duty exclusivity deal that sees PlayStation owners get special treatment in regards to the popular shooter series. That deal ends in 2024, according to Microsoft President Brad Smith. Quick aside, you're probably all thinking, wait, former Mizzou quarterback Brad Smith is not a Microsoft president? No, I assure you this is a different Brad Smith. Uh, Speaking to CNBC via Insider Gaming, Smith said Microsoft is offering Sony a 10-year, quote, legally binding agreement for the Call of Duty series, the terms of which are better, he believes, than the arrangement Sony currently has with Activision Blizzard. Quote, so when we bring out a new version of Call of Duty on Xbox, it will be available on Sony PlayStation on the same day, on the same terms, with the same features. It really ensures parity. I think everybody who has looked at this would say it's a better deal for Sony than the one they have with Activision Blizzard right now. I'm sorry, with Activision Blizzard that will expire next year, Smith said. If that is true, then 2024's Call of Duty game could be the last under the existing deal between PlayStation and Activision. 2023's Call of Duty game is reportedly codenamed Jupiter, and 2024's may be codenamed Cerberus. Uh, PlayStation owners have been getting special treatment for Call of Duty series for the past few years in the form of early access to multiplayer betas, exclusive in-game content, and more. The fee that PlayStation pays to Activision for this and others is unknown. It's possible that Smith intentionally mentioned that PlayStation's Call of Duty deal is ending in 2024 as part of a bargaining tactic 
of some kind amid Microsoft's push to appease regulators and acquire Activision Blizzard. It's also possible that Smith is wrong or misinformed about the duration of PlayStation's Call of Duty deal. GameSpot, GameSpot has contacted PlayStation in an attempt to get more details. How the, the chess game goes on. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be. I don't know how it'll be. I think eventually PlayStation is going to get what they want out of this deal. Not that they, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to block the the Activision Blizzard deal. Yeah. I think eventually they'll realize that this has gone as far as they can take it and Microsoft will give them whatever agreement for Call of Duty and everything else. Yeah, I think, you know, to your point of like this deal's very likely going to go through and it's just a matter of like when the final stuff will be, you know, finalized and it'll be official. Um, it's already like, you know, again, if you want to look at it from that, from PlayStation's perspective of like not wanting to, you know, lose out on this because that's really what it's about you know it's like oh it's yeah. for the sake of the consent it's like everything's about money every move is about money because it's a business so it's like hey we're here looking out for the people which happens we to be looking out for ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. um including the people that we sell to you know so it's just a matter of trying to they're trying to lose less you know i don't think they're going to win in this but they're like how do i lose less the least how do i lose the least yes uh, i got two amazon stories for you janet to close out your Wednesday. Number eight, they're getting a new world switcheroo. They're moving to a seasonal model, free and premium season pass. This is Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Amazon Games has announced that its MMORPG New World is switching to a seasonal model and will be getting a free and premium season pass as a result. The seasonal model will come into effect on March 28th, and Amazon has promised it will allow for more frequent content drops with the likes of new features, gameplay experiences, and more. Seasons will last three months, and Amazon said players can expect further unique additions to New World as each one rolls out. The Season Pass will work more like a Battle Pass from the likes of Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone, in which players will gain levels and rewards by completing certain tasks in-game. Players can stay on the free track if they like, but upgrading to the premium version will grant more rewards per level, including cosmetics, marks of fortune, boost tokens, and more. Uh, this premium track can be purchased using New World's in-game credit, which will cost 20,000 Marks of Fortune, with $20 getting players 23,000 uh, Marks of Fortune in the shop. Amazon made clear that all the premium track content can be earned through normal gameplay, except for the cosmetics, meaning that this won't be a pay-to-win feature. Above all, man, New World. Remember that game? That's still happening. Yeah. That thing had a moment. I, I had a moment I remember during Work From Home where we all played it for like a week or two, and then, okay, I, I, I kind of forgot all about it. I still to this day have never even played an MMORPG at this point. And now I'm scared. Janet, to would you like me to enter. tell you about DC Universe Online? Would you like don't to start it, DC Janet, Universe don't Online? Do it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you what you they say. To, unfortunately, they have, we don't have time. Oh, Janet, no. I'll tell you what they got. It. They got us. They got one of those, you know, hey, here's our timeline of things you that's can, coming. You can tell they got me about a PS5 when you version. my pizza. For PS5 the... version's coming. That we'll it is. Eating pizza. We'll see who's eating pizza. Don't worry about it. Am I not allowed to eat the pizza if I buy? Is that the rule? Oh no, like, we still eat pizza. We still eat pizza. That's about to say, you know. I'm like, I thought I was just buying it. It's not like you have to watch me eat this, and you can't have any of it. No, no. Uh, and one, of your other Amazon one is this number nine. Uh, Amazon will bring MMO Throne and Liberty to North America and Europe. This is Evan Campbell at Gamespot. Add Throne and Liberty to Amazon's growing gaming portfolio, which already includes Lost Ark, New World, and the next Tomb Raider title. The company has revealed it's publishing the upcoming MMO from developer NCSoft. It will help bring it to North America, South America, Europe, and Japan. Amazon will also ensure that Throne and Liberty launches on PC. PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X slash S in those regions with cross-platform support too. 
For an idea of what's possible in MMO, and NCSoft says players can shapeshift into animals to fly through the skies or go underwater. Environmental effects uh, also have a major role in the title, such as solar eclipse and rain and rainstorms. Now, Janet, animals. Then let me tell you about a DC character named Beast Boy. No. All right? You can't play oh as Beast God. Boy, but you could make your own character. All right? And then you could watch Beast Boy be a, a cat or whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? I'm just saying... You got a great MMO already. It's been around for more than a decade. There's no reason to go look and reinvent the wheel, Janet. Yeah, why do say people, why why make new game in genre when old game? Are you saying old game good, Greg? Wow, going back on what he said for the longest time. Well, first off, you're both wrong on it. So Barrett, you were totally you were free of the splash damage, but now you're right in the yeah. kill zone. So yeah. I'm sorry about that. How can it be an old game when they are putting out episode after episode of brand new content? Are Janet? they? You sound like a fucking moron. All right. Yes, they are, Barrett. Don't you listen to the show where we talk about it? No, I really fucking just zone out like Gary Widow whenever you bring up DC uh, Universe Online. <sighs> Chat says Greg is finally realizing that old games are better than new games. I don't know. Let me know. Yeah. Is it old? It's, it's still. Is it old if they it are does still, still have making content for it, ladies and gentlemen. Old I don't content. know. I'm still living, but I'm aging. You know what, Barrett? <laughs> let me tell you about DC Universe Online, episode 44, The Sins of Black Adam. 44. Jesus. A love that's of lasted in eternity. A deal it. gone wrong. A daring escape from the underworld. All that and more await you in The Sins of Black Adam. Black Adam's quest to rescue his lost love from the underworld results in deadly consequences. You'll join an unlikely alliance between the Shazam family and Black Adam to reclaim Kondok and the soul of his beloved. Janet, would you like the key features? <laughs> Why not? No. Traverse new lands. New, uh, traverse lands new and old. He was going to read it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. DC Universe is still sick as fuck. Just try it, Janet. Just roll a tune for me. Free I don't to play. know. It's giving like, won't you shake a poor sinner's hand when you're mentioning this? So I don't know if I will. Janet. Yes, Greg. We're the same person. We say this that all is the time. That's true. We have the same but gaming tastes. We need to have. Well, you know, I'm not. Do I'm not doing anything else today. Maybe I'll make a work on the Venn diagram of our gaming taste because there are a few games that we disagree on. Like you don't play sure. FIFA. You yeah, know. No, that's fair enough. Well, I mean. There's a lot of reasons. You should sure. try it though. Give I it could go. try it, but What's again, you the PlayStation Vita the has Madden NFL 13. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm playing Madden NFL 13, why would I be playing anything else, Janet? You know, Blur's working against me, but you see, it. Oh, yeah. Janet, I can't wait to see what new game's gonna come out that we disagree with. But new stuff so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Redemption Reapers is out on PC, PS4, and Switch. Digimon World Next Order is on PC and Switch. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, PlayStation VR 2 is out. That includes, and I'm not going through all the 40-whatever games, Horizon Call of the Mountain, The Last Clockwinder, After the Fall, Cosmonius High, Fandivision 22X, Res Infinite, Star Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, uh, Tentacular, Tetris Effect, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the No Man's Sky Fractal update is out, so you can play that and do that. You're going to get a Darth Vader helmet. Everything PlayStation VR is out today, except for like Walking Dead and Switch Back and all that jazz. So don't worry about it. That's happening. New dates for you. Uh, while we were live, Assassin's Creed tweeted, we're happy to announce that Assassin's Creed Syndicate will receive an update tomorrow, February 23rd on PlayStation 4. This update will provide a fix for flickering issues when playing on PlayStation 5. 
this was a big deal in the community there for a while, Woo! wasn't it, Barrett? That this game was like unplayable. Yeah, this was like a one of the things when they were talking about PS5 being backwards compatible with PS4, but then they were vague about like some some games like not uh, working. Uh, Syndicate was one of them, and you can technically like start that game up on a PS5, but uh, if you're you know prone to um, what is it like? Uh, Oh, what uh, messes uh, people with uh, like epilepsy. flashing? Yeah, like epilepsy and stuff like that. Like the light flickering was really, really bad. So this is very exciting uh, to make this game work on modern uh, or the current gen hardware because some would say it's the best Assassin's Creed. So there you go. Are you saying that, Barrett? You'd have to look at Assassin's Creed in review over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games to find out. Oh, okay. So search Assassin's Creed in review. Kind of funny. You'll find it. Yep. I love it. I love that a lot. Janet? Greg? We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. And guess what? We screwed up jack shit today. There we go. That means you all admit you're the problem. You're the problem with the PlayStation Vita. You could have saved it. You could have made it. Instead, if I want to play something on the go, I got to carry around goddamn Mario or I got to go update my BIOSes. You got your deck? That's why throw I was, it I, in I, a suitcase and wheel it around. I mispronounced BIOS on purpose. BIOS is, it doesn't matter. Don't worry. I was making a deck joke there. I know. I got my deck. Okay. I do love my deck. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the Bank. Don't forget, of course, each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. That means tomorrow there'll be a brand spanking new episode you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, listen on podcast services around the globe. And of course, if you want it ad free, you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get your MP3 or your video tomorrow it will be blessing and tim friday it will be tim and blessing as i said earlier in the breaking news segment great news the studio has power andy and mike have gone to work with kevin so if you are live right now with us on twitch.tv kind of funny games or youtube.com slash kind of funny games andy and mike are about to play some atomic heart and show off the nvidia geforce dlss3 goodness go hang out with the boys and watch a really pretty video game if you want to watch that sponsored stream later of course youtube.com slash kind of funny games for now ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna go host the dice awards janet are you gonna rest or are you gonna stream what are you doing today i'm resting Okay, good. I don't want to lose my voice trying to. I have to beat Yakuza like a dragon, and it's like I have like probably eight hours left. So I'm like, I can't okay. do an eight hour stream today. Sure. But fair once enough. I can, I'll be there because I want to finish that game. It's been eight months, nine months since I started. Yeah, that sounds about right for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Ladies long. and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>